Brothers and sisters in strength, thanks for tuning in to this Strength Coaches Collection High School Coaches Roundtable. It's awesome to have you here. Um, thank you for tuning in in this uh, kind of rare time for us around lunchtime. I hope you get the opportunity to tune in at some point. If you're not able to watch right now, um, pop in on your lunch break. That's fine. Pop in and watch it on YouTube later on or, or listen on the podcast. So I appreciate you guys being on, but uh, I really want to say thank you so much to Scott Keller, who is the head strength and conditioning coach at the Village School in Houston. Um, we have family ties, I suppose, at least from a school standpoint, that we are both in the um, North Anglia education um, family tree. So uh, Scott and I have uh, really this has been our first opportunity, I guess, to really get to know each other. But I'm really excited to go to the clinic in two weeks now, I guess, two weeks from yeah. today. Maybe I'm taking off and, and heading out to Houston. So if you're going to be in the Houston area, we're going to touch on it later um, and talk a little bit more. And I'll let Scott take the floor on that one. Um, but coach, I can't thank you enough for being on and, and for being willing to take your time out of your day um, to, to be with us. Well, I appreciate the, the opportunity to come on your show, Coach. Um, uh, I'm honored to be here and uh, to, to, to get to know you, and, and, uh, and I'm really excited about that and, and, and having you out at our clinic. That's going to be re really exciting. We're looking for a, a nice turnout there, and, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you, hearing you speak as well. Well, thanks a lot, Coach. And um, what I'd like to do, I will keep this as informal as possible. I want you to just kind of introduce yourself, if that's okay. Just tell us where you've been. I know it's you've had an illustrious career and a very successful and um, impressive career that I think a lot of coaches ought to hear about. So if you can just tell from, you know, step one where you've been and um, what brought you to the village school and the high school level at this point. Okay. Um, well, kind of started almost, uh, I'm in my 28th year coaching and, um, and it started back in 1990. I, I ended up playing, uh, I played football at Northern Illinois University, got my degree. I was fortunate to play three years with the Indianapolis Colts. I was drafted, fifth round draft pick in 86. Um, played for them for three years, bounced around with Green Bay and Minnesota after that. And it was really in Indianapolis where I decided I, I really wanted to coach. I really wanted to be a strength coach. I was really highly influenced by Tom Zapanzik, who was our head strength coach in Indianapolis at that time. and. And so I really wanted to do that. Um, I studied it. I, you know, it's what I wanted. It's what I was into in terms of strength conditioning. Um, and as I got done playing, I decided, you know, I wanted to coach. And so uh, being a young, young kid out of the NFL, I thought, shoot, I, I play in the NFL. I can go coach, right? So um, there was a, a defensive line position open at what was then the big eight conference at Kansas, Can, you know, Kansas University. And, and Pat Rule was the offensive line coach there at that time. And Pat said, I called Pat, I said, hey, Pat, I'm done playing. I, want, I see you have a D-line job open and love to throw my hat in it. And he kind of laughed. So he said, Scott, he says, listen, you just got done playing. You have no coaching experience. What I'll do is I'll help you out get a GA, GA position. I said, well, coach, the D-line position's open. You know, I, I, you know, I played in the NFL. Like, you knew me from college. He said, Scotty, I love you. You're a great player, all this kind of stuff. But he said, but there's a huge difference between coaching and playing. And uh, if I were full of myself and had a big ego, I wouldn't be coaching because I felt I, I could have felt, oh, I know it all. You, any line coach, you know what you're talking about. But I, I took it to heart and I said, 
okay, well, what do I need to do? And uh, so he kind of helped me, guide me a little bit. Said, listen, I'll get you a GA position um, or, you know, continue looking. I, I said, yeah, I'd love to have both best of both worlds. So, um, so I kept shopping around. I kept thinking about what he said. And um, so eventually I got the assistant strength, uh, the head strength job and D-line job at the College of DuPage, junior college in, uh, in Chicago, just south of Chicago, southwest of Chicago, excuse me. And, and I spent my first two years there. And at that time, the only people who were training were um, was football team. And um, so I do a lot of recruiting, getting on men's and women's programs into the into the facility. And at that time, it was about a 400 square foot facility, about the size of a racquetball back racquetball court. So I spent two with Bob McDougal, who was in the NJCA Hall of Fame, and uh, Joe Romo was our defense coordinator. He's in the Hall of Fame as well. We had a lot of success there in my first two years uh, playing and, as well as um, running a strength program. I was very fortunate to be able to run a strength program, but I, I, I really think looking back, I would have liked to have possibly gone through that GA route because I could have learned some for some, uh, some great strength coaches. Um, I had an opportunity to go to, to Michigan and work with Mike Gilson and uh, – uh, I didn't take that because I got the job at DuPage. So um, that would have been a great opportunity. But I took my lumps, learned a lot, talked to a lot of people. From there, I went uh, I went to Western Kentucky University where I was a defensive line coach and strength coach there as well. Coached with Jack Harbaugh at that time. Um, and, um, and I was there for a year. And then I had the opportunity to come back to College of DuPage for the next eight and a half years where I was able to now – I expand the weight room, design my own weight room. I had 2,500 square feet. I was able to order my own equipment, hire my own staff, and run the strength conditioning. So I, I, I went back home. My wife and I came back. My wife took position, and I went back to College of DuPage, and it turned out to be great. Um, we, uh, we went from just having football, a couple baseball kids, and basketball, into having 17 programs in the weight room, blocking them out and time segments and so forth. So did a lot of learning. Plus during that time, well, I tell a lot of young coaches, I tell them all the time, you've got to go out and talk to people. You've got to go to clinics, you go to conventions, you talk to people. Um, because I think for the first 12 years of my career, that's what we did. We went to clinics every weekend. We talked to people, went, up to, went out to Toledo, talked to Ken Manning, went up to, uh, went, went to Michigan went to Illinois um, and, and talk to strength coaches, talk to coaches about what they're doing and, um, and keep an open mind and continue to learn. Uh, so after those eight years, uh, actually 10 total years of College of DuPage, I got a great opportunity to go to Bowling Green State University as a head strength coach because I wanted to coach at the collegiate level. I thought that'd be great. Just over a year. and. Um, then I was uh, offered the position at University of Houston. We came to University of Houston with Dana Demel at the time, and then Art Riles came the, uh, two years after that. And uh, came here to Houston because our family was here. My wife's mom and dad were here, 
brother and sister-in-law were here and um an opportunity for my daughter to be raised around her family and that's very very important to me so when i took that job it was a great a great um, it was a great challenge we we um we did some really good things in university of houston and um then uh, our brows came on board we both had completely different philosophies um, and I was offered a position to go in the private sector. I was also looking at a couple other college jobs at the time, but made the decision to stay in Houston, move to the private sector, and, and keep my keep my daughter in school with her friends and around her family. And it's, it's been a great decision since then. Um, while in the private sector back in 2014, we had an opportunity to do some work with the village school and outsourcing our our product in sports performance to the village school. So I met with Dustin Embry, who was our athletic director. I sat down with Dustin and, and I heard his vision. We talked about his vision of how we want to expand the strength program and improve it. Um, it was at that point, it really was non-existent. Um, and I saw the direction the village school was going athletically, and I knew I wanted to be a part of something bigger than myself, bigger than what we were doing in the private sector. You know, in the private sector, sometimes you'd be chasing money all the time and, and trying to get kids, and uh, every month you're holding your breath to, to, to make ends meet and, and get kids in. And I wanted that team-orientated training again. I wanted to be a part of something bigger than myself, be a part of a program. And his vision uh, really attracted me. And I, I was quite frank with him. I said, this is exactly what I want to do. Uh, Dustin, anything I could do to be a part of that, I, I would love to. And so that's kind of where we are. Uh, two and a half years ago, I started at the village, uh, village school, and uh, it's been a tremendous experience. And uh, so that's kind of in a nutshell where I've been from a, a job standpoint. Um, and uh, the growth has been tremendous. I've learned from some great people. And um, and I continue to learn. Our twenty eighth year, and, and I think if you, if you if you don't keep learning, you know, you shut it down. Then you know, absolutely, but, absolutely, yeah. Coach. I appreciate that. I appreciate that rundown. And it's it's funny the buzzword you use there. I think the biggest one, at least to finish, and how you ended up at the village school, or how you made the the decision, um, end up at the village school was vision. Um, and I remember I was just reading Kyle Gilbert up at Windermere Prep, who is also a North Anglia family member of ours. Um, and he discussed the vision that he saw that Coach Haney had up there. Um, and I thought the same thing in my discussion with our athletic director down here, Mike Strowski. Um, just seeing that vision, I think that's the buzzword. And I think that's a word that um, when you start to see athletic directors have that vision and schools and programs have that vision, because we have it, I think. I think us coaches have that vision. We know what we want to see. Um, we just don't know how to get there or, or we do, and we're setting the steps there. Um, but if we have some other people in our corner that share that vision, um, that's when some really, really impressive things will happen for the high school level of strength and conditioning. So I appreciate that coach. If you, okay. if you don't mind, um, it can be quick and can be extended just talking about your uh, programming considerations and, and, uh, just a, a basic rundown. It can be basic rundown of what you're going to see in a day in your program, or it can be a basic rundown of, okay. uh, four, four years in your program. Sure. Sure. Um, like I said, I started here two and a half years ago and two and a half years ago, 
just to give you a picture, a quick snapshot of what the village was compared to what it is today. Um, when I took over their after school program, their, their athletes, because their athletes train only after school. Um, I had one volleyball player and I had her for it was personal training for about three weeks, four weeks. Then I had two, three football players who came in. And so they kind of wanted to see what was going on. So we started working with them. So I had about four athletes really working four or five days a week with me. And then that started to grow a little bit. And I had to start talking to coaches and, and, and selling them in terms of what I can provide. For. We've got great coaches at Villa School. We really have great coaches. Um, and they all bought into strength training. Um, but it took a little while to get everybody involved and, um, and, and all the kids involved in, in, in consistent strength conditioning. And so uh, over the last two years, we've gone from those four kids to about, we see about 65 to 60, 65 to 70 kids a day in the afternoon from four to five, 30, quarter to six, whenever we get the job done. And um, in the mornings now, we've opened up our 6.30 a.m. morning slots as well to diffuse some of that, uh, some of that flow so we can get about anywhere from 12 kids taken care of in the morning and then and then we have all the uh, the afternoon kids and as far as programming goes uh, I primarily work off a four-day split I think it's easy to uh, easier to adjust off of that four-day split for our kids uh, because some of our kids come in two days some of our kids come four days some of our kids come five days and um, so call them some, themselves something. I'm a triphasic guy. I'm a hit guy. I'm, a, I'm an Olympic guy. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a strength coach. And, and I think we've all been affected by so many guys, so many different frameworks of strength conditioning that, you know, what I'm doing today, thousands of coaches have been doing or now are doing. Um, nobody has a cornerstone or owns a particular program that says, oh, this is it. This is this is the end all be all. We've all learned from so many people, uh, you know, and, and, and so I, our programs are highly Olympic based with that traditional model built in. We're going to power clean and, and, and work with our progressions. We're going to squat. We're going to front squat. We're going to back squat. Um, we're going to goblet squat. We're going to Bulgarian squat. Um, and we're going to bench press and incline and we're going to push press. Uh, and we're going to military press. Uh, anytime we can press overhead is is, is a good day. Um, and we're going to do with first and foremost with safety and with security and, and, and doing things the correct way with great technique. When our kids come into the weight room, they know two things. One, they got to bring an attitude and they got to be in control. So when a kid comes in the weight room, shake their hand and say, how you doing? They say to me, well, I'm doing all right. Send them back out and go get a new attitude and come back in and say, I'm doing great. I'm doing awesome. I'm ready to go because that attitude's got to change. That's got to attitude's got to, got to be so positive and ready to go. I don't, I don't want, you know, I know they got a hard day. I know they get eight periods of, as you know, coach, the degrees, the diplomas are looking at, um, they are challenged every day in, our, in the classroom. And, and so when they come in, they know that 
they're going to work. We're going to try to get every ounce of themselves in every workout that they understand. Two, they're going to be in control. They're going to control the weight. The weight's never going to control them. We end everything on a positive rep. Um, if, for instance, a young man or woman can't get that last rep, they fail on that last rep, we're going to rack it, give them about 20 to 30 second recovery, then we're going to drop the weight and we're going to have them control the weight. They're going to control the weight. They're going to produce time under tension and they're going to you know, put that weight back up. And so they end on a positive rep. I don't want them ever to end on a negative rep. They're always going to be controlling the weight um, in everything they do, in every movement they perform. They're going to be in control. Um, it's a volatile place to be, um, and we, we, we have to make sure that they're always in control. Just like in a game situation, you're always in control of yourself. You're always in control of your emotion and your, um, your mechanics. That's awesome, Coach. Uh, do you all monitor movement? And if you do, um, do you follow a specific protocol or – or um, how do you do it at the at the village school? We we monitor movement from a standpoint of um, from a from a functional movement analysis. We we do that within our warm ups. We can we can see some different things with our hurdle mobility, our dynamic flexibility, our transit mobility, and the things we do from that uh, in that regard. Any type of muscle activation we do in our warm up as well. We'll take an we use quite an extensive warm up. Um, uh, from a thermogenic standpoint, then we go into dynamic, uh, uh, we go into our hurdle mobility, dynamic flexibility, and transit mobility. And um, during that time, we can really analyze movement. Is there a little hip deviation here? Is there a little knee slide here? What does that ankle flexion look like? Um, we really reinforce movement skills because we're very movement based in terms of um We've got to understand that 95% of everything we do is off the ball. It's not, it's in, you're in some type of movement pattern. So we stress movement. So we do, we, we work on movement skills every single day, multi-directional movement, acceleration, uh, skills as well. Uh, so we're, we're working on bracing mechanics. We're working on dorsiflexion. We're working on arm movement or, uh, torso control, uh, body awareness, um, different type of movement set ensure quality multi-directional movement as well as linear linear movement um, and we try to really get the kids to understand how all of our movements and all of our strength training that we do how it pertains to their sport their position in the sport they play whether on the pitch or whether on the field whether on the court how does uh, how how does that lateral lunge that we do how does that affect the drop step when we're teaching drop step and getting hip projection on a 45 degree transverse plane or or whatever it might be and you show them that position and say well what's this position in the weight room that's lunge lateral coach that's right that's also your drop step driving off that inside edge of the trail leg drop step and projecting the hips now we're able to cross over run or cross over sprint whatever it might be. Um, so that's how we kind of analyze uh, all of our movement skills. Awesome. And it sounds like, it sounds like you're speaking the language of the individual athletes, but um, do I have it right in, in just hearing your breakdown of your day? It's a pretty unified approach as far as 
you know, you, you mentioned that you might have volleyball and, and football players in the weight room at the same time. Are they, are they doing something very similar in nature or do you have specific programs that maybe deviate depending on the sport? Yeah, we do have programs that deviate based on the sport for, for the, um, for the most part, however, I'll take football. That, that that's just that's a separate entity. We'll take we'll take basketball and volleyball, and I kind of call it rebound sports. Okay, so when I talk to coaches, we talk about rebound sports. So they're they're going to be um, they're going to be following a similar schematic outlook on their on their program. Um, it's not uncommon for us in a day to have say we have 48 kids in the weight room and all of a sudden we've got two or three kids who walk in. I got a swimmer, I've got a tennis player and a cross country athlete. They walk in and they haven't been here. So what, what, um, I know Fred Eves talks a lot about his, his uh, Black Zero program. We have a program that we talk about jumpstart program and um, what I've done because we have the masses after school and it's, and it's a challenge. It's a great challenge because it keeps your, it keeps you, you, you focused on what's best for that individual. So I have an assistant, James Grant, who and once we analyze some of those new kids that come through, they come through our, our warm up, go through our warm up. Then what we'll do is is he'll we'll break down uh, some of their um, things that are inhibiting them. Um, some what are their facilitators? What are inhibit? What's inhibiting them? And we'll work on uh, a foot knee hip complex. We'll work on a scapular shoulder complex and a midsection complex that we put together for them to to work on in our jump start program. So we'll do some analysis. Then we'll have James will take those kids and they'll, he'll work specifically with them on, um, on some of the uh, jumpstart program or our block zero program, if you will. Um, we have a big internship program where I'll bring in anywhere from three to four interns per semester. Because when we have 45 to 60 kids, we need to have more eyes on, on our, on our kids. So, We'll go ahead and we'll we'll segment those kids off. I'll take certain groups. They'll they'll take certain groups and they'll they'll take some of our um, when the kids go to their um, auxiliary lifts. Um, they know exactly what what I expect out of that out of those lifts, and and they'll go and they'll work with those kids. We'll, we'll have eyes on all of our kids, but it's um it's kind of an an orchestrated chaos, if you will, sometimes in the in the afternoon because we have so many kids in a limited space um, but we do we're able to get our olympics we're able to get our 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 our, our big three our, our power clean our squat our bench presses all of our pressing pulling movements in um, and all our jewelry thing all our jewelry lifts that's awesome you mentioned a little bit about a staff or at least a staff member do you have an at on campus really we we only have i only have one i'm gonna call them a part-time staff member uh, i'm sorry a, a full-time assistant he also teaches coaches uh sixth grade soccer um so he is quite quite busy himself but uh he he's there every day to assist me in the afternoons 
He takes Tuesday and Thursday mornings. I take Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings, and we work together uh, managing our, our kids. And um, we are we are young in our internship program. Like I said, we over the last year we've had about three to four interns per semester. Um, we have four coming in this summer, which is really going to help us out a lot because this, this is the first summer that we're going to have a good number of middle school, high school kids training during during the uh, summer break. Um, as you know, Coach, at at our school, we've got to capture their attention for those nine months because a lot of our kids are international kids. They, they're We've got kids from Dubai, from Asia, from England, from Australia, all over the country. And uh, so they'll go home. And so what we'll do is we'll write them programs to where uh, it's conducive to their setting. They might have a hill they can run. They may have a lot of them don't have weights. They don't have health clubs. They don't have areas where they can, where they can train. So we modify what they're doing. They're, a lot of it's going to be body weight. A lot of it's going to we'll give them bands to take home. They can work, do some band work and so forth. But a lot of it's a conditioning base, speed-based, multi-direction. Awesome. So we heard a little bit on the front end about your wealth of experience at, at all those levels, Coach. Um, I want to hear from you. What, what's the <coughs> difference you see at the high school level? Um, and what is it that sets coaching at this level apart from the others? Well, coaching at this level, the high school level, you have, and especially at the village school specifically, you have a blank slate. You have an ability to influence kids who haven't been influenced by three or four other coaches. Because at the collegiate level, I'll get a freshman who might come in. Oh, I squat 600 pounds. That's a do you know. Okay, I bench press 500 pounds. I bench 400 pounds. Whatever it might be, they've been influenced by three or four coaches, maybe through their four years in high school, and um, maybe a couple private sector coaches. And then when we get them, they can't parallel squat 225. So, you know, so things are a little, little, uh, little misconstrued. So we have to change their habits, get them to change our mindset here it's really refreshing from the standpoint that we get a fresh slate so we can make a huge impact on them right away um, we've got great kids and at the high school level um, we we can teach a model and see them perform that model and and do it correctly after rep after rep after rep obviously but they can do it correctly. You don't, they're not influenced by any other outside sources. Um, so that's what's nice, especially about the village. Uh, and I, and you can see their growth right now. We've seen some great growth with our kids over this last year and a half, for instance, um, physical development. But what's more important to me is what type of person they're becoming. If um, what I like to see, especially at this level, is a young man or woman who's not a 4.0 student or not a 3.8 student, because of their physical development and what we're able to teach them, they gain confidence. And that confidence grows at every level. 
So now they're becoming, they're sitting more in the front row. Now they're getting better grades. They're asking the teacher questions that they were once too shy to ask. They're growing. And that's what I love to see. I want kids who are going to not only grow physically and do a great job for village and for themselves physically, but mentally and emotionally. And I want to see them grow in a positive way. And I want to see them leave here, go to college, get a degree, get married, have a family, be successful and make an impact on their kids one day. That's, that's why we do what we do. Coaching isn't just coaching X's and O's and this is how you squat, bench, and clean. It's being an influence because as a strength coach, we've got to do so many different things. We've got to be a scientist. We've got to be a coach. We've got to be a motivator. We've got to be a mom, a dad, a brother, a sister, a priest. <laughs> we've got to be so many things wrapped into one for these kids and help them grow and be great. you got one day to be great. Today, you got to be great. you got to be a great student. you got to be a great son or daughter. you got to be a great friend. you got to be a great teammate. If you're great in those areas, then success in the weight room on the field is a byproduct of that because that's super. You get a kid who treats people poorly, bad character kid, you can help change that kid. But that kid's got to want to change. That kid's got to want to change for the better. You asked about what's the difference between the collegiate and high school level. At the collegiate level, at University of Houston, we had a transfer running back from Texas. Thought he was thought he was everything. Pushed him. We pushed force reps, force reps on a lot of auxiliary things. We were doing a uh, ISO horizontal row, and I have a rep range eight to twelve, and he hits eight, and he stopped. Let's get back on. Let's go, and he and he's. He said, no, 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 I hit, I hit my eight. I hit my eight. I said, no, let's go. We got four more in you. We got four more in you. He actually had 12 more in him. But anyway, we're going. We get about four force reps out of him. He's upset. I didn't care. We came back. We do it again. He's upset. I don't care. We come back. We do it again. We kept doing it. And he bought in about two, three weeks into it. He says, you know what? I'm getting better. He's caring about my, my well-being. And and I gained his respect. I didn't care if he liked me. I want to make sure he got my, uh, I got his respect. Once that happened, he grew in to be a good kid, a really good kid, a real good player. Uh, we pushed him beyond his limits every week, stayed on him, stayed on him. And one day he said, hey, coach, I appreciate it. I appreciate everything you did because you made me a better person. I talked to him to this day. He'll call, let me know what he's doing. Um, but he wanted to give me fits. And, uh, you know, he wanted to, to buck me on everything until he finally learned what we were doing, we were doing for him. And uh, so that's one difference. You know, obviously, the collegiate level, you, you, you can lose negative behaviors into, into positive. And that, that was really. That was really good. Village school, I, I, I tell you what, I, I, I love what I'm doing. I love these kids. They're, they're good kids. Um, and, and, and they're, they're to, 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 to learn. And um, we, we've really built a good, tough model in terms of how to train with toughness and with intensity um, and with uh, a sense of urgency. 
That's excellent. That's excellent. I appreciate that, Coach. In closing out, I'll let you get on with your day. I know you're in the I know you're in no the middle or the start of spring ball. So I'll just ask you a few questions here and then we'll close out with your last word. But uh, this next one's kind of a two part question. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Um, and where do you see this profession and, and specifically this level of high school strength conditioning um, in 10 years? 10 years, I, I hope to be on a beach. Um, I, uh, I, I think I got about 10, 12 more good years in me. Uh, I had some health issues over the last eight years that, um, that I was dealing with. And uh, I think that makes you appreciate things a little bit more. And uh, nonetheless, uh, I do, I do see myself 10, 12 years down the road, uh, maybe having a hand in a little bit. I don't know if I could just sit and do nothing, but, uh, um, but 10 years in this profession, I see guys like, you know, Freddie's yourself, Gary Schofield, uh, uh, you know, Gentlemen of uh, Ben Davis High School, uh, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Vanderbush, Coach Vanderbush. I see guys in this profession, and I say, you know, we are moving in the right direction because you've got great minds out there right now, great young, energetic minds out there right now who are doing great things for kids. And I appreciate what you guys are doing because uh, now you taking this this profession of strength and conditioning to a, on a whole nother level. You've taken it to an area of, of, in the high schools that is sorely needed. And I see 10 years down the road, I hope to see 10 years down the road, this profession continuing to grow more of not only just private schools, hiring strength and conditioning coaches and having strength and conditioning departments, but also the public schools as well. Uh, there's a tremendous need to uh to have a strength staff on board in every high school um, i feel some of the injuries i've occurred i've had are not due to the game of football but they were due to poor training um in in uh in strength conditioning in high school and and a little bit at the start of college until we got a strength coach my my junior senior year i think it was um but I, I really see the profession growing. I really see it. Uh, I see it doing some great things and really, really providing great opportunities for kids. Well, I agree. And thank you for that insight. And, and thank you for the kind words. Um, those, those three men, especially are, are men that I look up to um, greatly and are role models to me. So um, the fact that you would think of me in that light is, is um, very inspiring and, and um, makes me feel good. So I appreciate that coach. Um, we'll, we'll have you, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Um, we'll have you here. Here's what we'll close with. I'll, I'll let you close with the last word coach. And, um, ultimately what I want it to be, it can be advice to young coaches or advice to coaches in the field or, um, thoughts on a topic related to this profession and, and this subject matter. It could be unrelated. It could be a, a rant. I suppose it could be a shout out, a thank you, whatever you want it to be. Um, you can take as much time and that's how we'll close this round table out. No problem. No problem. Well, the first thing is, you know, just talking to young strength coaches today, I think one, don't never lose your passion, never lose your enthusiasm and never lose your intensity and never lose your urgency. Uh, understand that we learn from everybody. Understand that you're a product of hundreds of other people that help develop you. Um, you know, no one owns, you know, 
one program and share everything with everybody because uh, all it does is make you grow. And one thing I can say is be unoffendable. I learned from Lauren Seagrave, you know, he used a word. He said, I'm unoffendable at 60 some years, 60 years old. He said, I'm, I'm just unoffendable. And meaning take criticism, constructive or not, take it, think about it with an open mind and move on and um, go from there. Uh, the other piece of advice is anybody that says kids are different today. Uh, I don't think kids are any different today than they were 40 years ago. I think they have more choices. I think they have more opportunities, actually, uh, to be successful. Uh, no, they're not playing outside all summer long and all year long from 8 a.m. to the time the streetlights come on. That's not happening, no. But, but kids need the same thing. They need discipline. They need accountability. They need honesty. If you're going to be anything, be honest, be honest with a kid. If a kid's a dog, tell him he's a dog. If he's doing pretty good, tell him he's doing good. But when you tell somebody you're doing good, tell them what they're doing good at. Don't say, hey, good job. Oh, that looked better. Well, what was better about it? Give them, be clear in your coaching. Always be clear. Uh, but kids aren't any different. They need the same things. You know, we had 40, 50 years ago. We had a kid from a single parent home. Today, you got kids from single parent homes, um, from divorced families. We got kids, mom and dad are together. They're in a wholesome family situation. Some are being raised from the grandparent, an aunt, whatever. Kids are the same. They all need the same thing. Doesn't matter what demographic they're coming from, what have you. They are the same. Um, I think they have, like I said, they've, they've got a lot of got a lot of choice a lot of opportunities but um but they need the same things discipline accountability um they they need uh, they need good teachers to help them who aren't afraid um to to be honest with them and 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 to get them to where they need to be um it's that's kind of my my soapbox, if you will. I think uh, I hear it a lot. Coaches are, you know, kids are just different. Kids are just different. No, they're not. You know, um, they are what they are. They're kids, and it's our job to lead them. Don't be their friend. They got enough. Uh, I don't need a 15, 16, 17 year old friend, and they don't need a 53 year old friend. They need a mentor. They need they need mentors. They need leaders. They need people to help guide them. And that, that's what they need. They don't need me to know what music they're listening to and, and get involved in their daily life. That's, that's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to get involved with them, sure, and love them. And, and there's, I love my kids. But, you know, uh, just be honest with them. Be their mentors, be their coaches, uh, and, and be the people they can look up to. Coach, that's awesome from from start to finish. That was a that was incredible. I, I really appreciate your words and I appreciate your time today. Um, everything. I mean, I'm going to spend. I'm probably going to spend a few hours cutting this up and getting all the highlights out and posting them up before I post the podcast and um, YouTube link. It, it was incredible. I, I really appreciate the words. I'm excited. Again, um, you know what? Before we close out, if you have a few minutes, can we talk about the clinic a little bit? 
Yeah, sure can. Yeah, is that cool? Sorry, I I, I hate to throw you a curveball, but I forgot to throw no, the no. question in. If we can, if we can just throw that out there and we can promote it a little bit, and and you give us what uh what you're expecting to see and and who we're going to see there and and things of that nature, that'd be awesome. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um. Yeah, we're going to have our our third annual Viking Strength Conditioning Clinic on uh, April 29th. Uh, Check-in is eight o'clock. Is it eight o'clock? And um, we've got. New coach is going to be there. Um, you and I are both going to be speaking. Uh, Vir uh, Virgil Campbell from St. John's uh, is is on the dock to to, uh, to be speaking as well. He's a hit guy. He's uh, got some great information and a great program. I've watched him work. And Virgil was actually an assistant of mine at University of Houston, and uh, has done some done some great things with that program. And I'm looking forward to seeing him. And uh, Ryan Dietrich from University of Houston is going to be be there as well. And, and Ryan's a good young coach and, and doing a great job. I have some great conversations with him. Um, he's going to talk about uh, off-season training at, with the Houston Cougars and how, how high – I wanted to talk about how high schools can implement some of the things they're doing, how they can modify and implement those things. So for high school coaches, come out. I just think it's come on out and, and listen to some great coaches talk. Um, we're also going to have a hands-on period where – we're going to have some, we're going to clinic uh, and have some good discussion. And then we're going to go out, actually go into the weight room and do some demonstration. And coaches and, and coaches can actually bring three to four of their uh, student athletes with them to go through some of the programming that we're going to be doing, some of the training that we're going to go. I'm going to take the guys out on the turf. We're going to go through our, our multi-directional approach to teaching and uh, our kids as well as um, I've got three different complexity, single, double, and triple complexity drills that we're going to be doing and how to implement those in a year-round fashion. So um, it's going to be kind of hands-on for coaches and, and, and their student-athletes. So it's going to be a good time. We're going to have breakfast served for you. going to have lunch served for you through our, through our um, uh, cafeteria staff. And, and it's, going to be a, it's going to be a nice event. So we're expecting a nice turnout and, um, and hopefully some good weather. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks again, uh, Coach Scott Keller from the Village School in Houston. I appreciate it, Coach. Thanks for your time, Coach. Yes, sir.